0: Welcome back to Album versus Album, everybody. I'm your co-host Kale Judy, and with me, as always, is the George Saunders to my David Foster Wallace, Lucas J Lawrence.
1: Hey, topical. That is I like damn it.
0: topical. Wow, I'm smiling. Yes. I just, I got to uh, just feel like we got to bring in the DFW reference early. We <laughs> got a special guest, Lucas. You're here. Who do we got with us today?
1: Well, do you go by Dave or David? Go by Dave to my friend. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're all friends here. If you're on a podcast together, <laughs> you're so. friends. That's a that's a, that's a law, I think, now. Yeah, that's a that's given. Well, our guest is Dave Laird. Hey guys.
2: Great to see Concavity you. From Concavity
1: Show, the podcast hey, hey. that Kayla's been a very long listener of and has turned me on to. And also, um, I believe uh that uh, our guest has actually listened to a few of our episodes too.
2: I have. Quite quite a large number, in fact. Big fan of what you guys do, so it's yes. cool to get a bit of a, a reciprocal crossover here. A little few little BC guys hanging out. Woo! Yeah, I love it. So you guys have
1: known each other for a long time.
2: Yeah, we were just talking about that. I don't know how many years. Probably like a, at least a decade. I would say. Hey, Kel. Yeah, I think so. We lots of mutual friends. We've never lived in the same city or like got to hang out a lot, but we certainly. Uh, had lots of mutual friends and at least had a few beers. And
1: and yeah. you and me have known each other for like
2: a f- few months. Well, yeah, we got to hang out like, was that three months ago? Uh, played a board yeah, game? Something like that. Glorious. The night
1: before you were going to go to some uh, uh, board game tournament or oh, game yeah, tournament or something. Oh, Netrunner
2: Canadian Nationals.
1: Netrunner Canadian game. Nationals. That's right. I yeah. love it.
2: I'll talk I, about that in my like, things I'm vibing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, I want to hear
0: the Neverner update.
2: Uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, I do so too.
0: Dave Laird, uh, co host of Concavity Show with Matt Butcher, excellent literary podcast. You guys, actually, uh, on the topic of music, you guys have had some great music guests. Can you yeah, hit us with
2: a couple of your favorite sure. musical guests you've had on the show? Yeah, so the first one that we had was Andrew Savage, the singer of Parquet Courts and so their song instant disassembly is our like intro outro music so when we conceived of the podcast uh it's been like uh, eight almost eight years we've been doing it for uh i thought what's a song that captures like the soul of what we want to do on the show which is like talking about this writer wallace uh, i think of his writing is like kind of fun but also serious and sometimes depressing and So I wanted a song that felt like you could put it on at a party, but it also had like some ennui going on in it. And I thought Mm -hmm. Instant Disassembly captured that vibe really well. And so I reached out to Andrew. I sent him an email, just cold cold emailed and said, hey, we want to start the show. I know you're a fan of of David Foster Wallace. He comes up in all their interviews and stuff. And uh, would it be cool if we used your music, the song? And he said, yep, that's sweet. So then probably like a year and a half, two years into the show, I was like, I'm just going to reach out and see if he wants to come on as a guest and talk about books. And he did. And so that was really fun. Oh, that's and cool. then, uh they played a show in Vancouver, like this was like four years ago now. And I messaged him and said, Hey, I'm coming to the show. Uh, can I take you out for like uh taco Fino before and like by dinner, thank you for coming on. And he's like, yeah, sure. So a few like Wallace scholar friends came out as well. And we had dinner with them and that was cool. Um, wow! Yeah. And then,
1: we got to start inviting people on the show that like that, Kale. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
2: that'd be cool. And then so on our most recent episode, we had Evan Stevens-Hall from Pine Grove, the singer of Pine Grove, on the show. And he posts every year on his Instagram, like all the books that he read that year. And it's usually a stack of like 50 books or something. And they're all, he lists them and they're all like really good stuff that Matt and I like. So I was like tons of crossover with him, reached out. He's like, yeah, sweet. So we did like our year in review reading episode with him and he was lovely that's great that's great yeah
0: yeah yeah it's a great episode too because it sounds like you guys have like hung out before like it's such an easy conversation yeah yeah Yeah. good that's great so maybe
1: actually we're doing this in the wrong order but what would be your uh, elevator pitch for your podcast if someone was uh, curious about it
2: our podcast is just a, a podcast about books that rule and um you know, it started out seven years ago as a podcast specifically about David Foster Wallace because Matt and I met at a Wallace conference in Illinois and we got to talking at O'Hare Airport. We were both on a super long layover and we just talked about books for a few hours and then this idea came up a few months later and Rachel, my wife, was like, you know, you keep complaining that a podcast about Wallace doesn't exist. You should just start one. And I was like, "Uh, I, I don't know. I'm, not, I'm nobody. And... Then I thought, well, maybe this guy Matt I talked to was really cool. He knew a lot about books. So I pitched him and he was like, yeah, let's try it, see what happens. That's awesome. And uh, we're at it, at it seven years later. So eight years later, almost. Yeah. Well, I can't
1: wait to listen to more episodes, guys. I'll keep you updated in the group chat.
2: <laughs> Sweet. <laughs>
1: and you know, a really good um, segue is that, you know, books are almost square and CDs and records are square. Oh, yeah and we have a podcast about music and today Anyways. you actually chose the band we want to talk about
2: the conversation coming we talked about maybe doing phoebe bridgers we talked about maybe doing um bob dylan and then it kind of just dawned on me a couple like a few weeks ago, i was like oh my favorite band after radiohead which you guys did the great Kid A Amnesiac episode, which I listen, listened to with great relish and was like cheering for Amnesiac the whole time. Although they're like so close. They're, yeah, They're both perfect. So this a hard one. Really hard to choose. Um, but then I thought, oh, well, Constantine's is probably my favorite band after Radiohead. And, you know, the NFB is probably, you know, cheering you guys on, guys on for more Canadian content. So was like oh of course why not constantine's i just didn't know if you guys were like as whole whole hog on them as i am
1: well we actually saw K- them together
2: and then kale's like oh yeah they're the band i've seen the most ever live and then all this stuff and then here's my young lions tattoo and yeah match made in
1: heaven yeah okay, right. great. Having... Great. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah.
2: how did we not think of this earlier i don't know so yeah great pleasure to be on thank you for having me and i can't wait to talk about this uh the greatest canadian band. To the greatest that's is that a do fine. you truly believe that yeah. absolutely you, bro- you yeah. both
1: truly believe that what about the bare naked feel- ladies
2: <laughs> come on well, <laughs> I feel like
1: oh can i, feel I say like- something wait wait before we get into this can i just oh, say yeah. uh and i want to hear you have to say kill but i want to say Olay to the kids mm. i wanted to say that before anyone else got to say it
2: okay i, I hadn't planned to but that's a great reference good it's a track right. one of uh shine a light
1: Let's hear it, Kale. <laughs> Sorry.
0: I just thought that it, it's true and I think that's what's so interesting. So talk so I'm so glad we're doing a podcast about the Constantines because like to to your point, Dave, they are like the greatest Canadian band ever, in my opinion. And I feel like I've heard so many Canadian bands say the same thing. Like they're mm-hmm. often compared to like you know to relate it back to literature they're, they're like the writers writer they're like yeah, the totally like the Dennis Johnson to you know your your big major novelist or something like yeah, they're, that. they're 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 like and I think this is so interesting with them because I think for all of us like and Lucas I'm curious I want to hear kind of everyone's background with the band but I think like You know, I know, um, especially with all three of us, music play has been a big part of our lives for a long time. But like, we were at a really good age to experience the cons when they were coming out because we were also in that like that really prime age. But I, I was talking to Laura, my wife, about it today, and she was like, "Well, they were they college rock?" Like, she's like, "I remember people at college listening to them." I'm like, "Well, they were their albums were coming out around then, but like, their music has this like." to me has this long staying power with like they're a band. You yeah. can come back to yes. any of those records sound as good today as, as they did when they came out and they actually probably would have had a lot more success if they were releasing those records now versus in yeah. kind of like the mm, 2000s. Just because of
2: like distribution, the way we listen to music
0: now. I think distribution. And I also think like um, what was happening in music at the time, mm. like they just were not like they were doing like the punk thing almost to a degree yeah. where it was like, they didn't care. Mm-hmm. About playing the game, you know, yeah. like they were like mm-hmm. it was weird because they were they were they were tour hard and they were like put on these incredible live shows, yeah. But it, at the same time, it sort of seemed like they were um not wanting to like chase this hit single or like they weren't trying mm-hmm. to chase, you know, um, yeah. And sometimes like that that really works for a band and they still get a lot of success mm-hmm. outside of that. But I feel like they're they're a band that like if you know them like you love them, but like, they're not a band that people I feel like come to easily unless you kind of like someone like turns you on to.
2: to
1: That's funny. That's, that's that's very true. Mm -hmm. That's like to say, like a lot of people don't know who I'm talking about and think they're like, do you mean the libertines? And I'm like, no, no, I don't (laughs) Um, But a lot of people have said before, like, Oh, I just like, they'll recognize shine a light album cover or something, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's weird because it does feel like a, like a best kept secret kind of.
2: Yeah. Cause like right now on
1: Spotify, yeah. Two hundred fifty thousand plays monthly versus like I don't know I I guess I expected I don't know I guess that makes sense but it's like it weaker
2: than Skat monthly I wonder
1: I'll check right now so I can say that as comparison you know I would say Kale um, for a long time I would have probably said that the uh, Arcade Fire is the best Canadian band but I have mm-hmm. to I think I have to give it to you guys like I yes yeah, two records. <laughs> for Arcade Fire if you Mickey. ask
2: a little sad about that
1: one. Yeah.
0: Well, for sure. I, I bet, though, if you asked Win Butler or if you asked John K. Sampson, well, I know for sure John K. Sampson. Um, if you asked any of those guys, who's your favorite, who's the best Canadian band of all time, I guarantee you they would say the Constantine's. That's funny. Like, and so here's a quick story. So I think I'd started listening to them a little bit Um but I actually was at a show for to see Lucas's old band the February oh yeah and yeah. they were opening for pardon me Dallas green uh-huh. he was playing
1: a show
2: that's a big night for you
1: it was it was, was mean, actually like our like our, like we were like this is it this yeah. is the beginning of the end. <laughs>
0: It was such a sweet show like it was like and he was t- he was touring that first records so it was packed like it was like a, a big crowd it was young you know And like he got on stage and he did a cover of tournament of hearts and he oh, yeah. featured it he's like this is the greatest canadian band ever mm. um and i was like wow dallas greening thinks that like that's
1: wonderful. smart man
0: like, like smart yeah my man. opinion of
2: dallas green just went up that's good people
1: don't know this yeah. about him he's very smart yeah well I, from what i just heard <laughs> That's cool. You know, uh, I actually discovered them at the Mesa Luna as well, but not the same night.
2: Oh, yeah. I went to
1: see I, – I was obsessed with Reconstruction Sight. Mm-hmm. And the opening band was uh, – well, there's someone who played acoustic, band, and then it was uh, Constantine's. Around that time, like, I remember when China Light was, like, big, because you'd see it in the, like, um,
2: Exclaim magazine and yeah, stuff. Yeah, exclaim, exclaim loved uh, Constantine's. Yeah, Yeah. well, what's used. not
1: to love Exclaim. I got a lot of press there, yeah. But a girl had made me a mixtape, a girl that I was seeing from – Uh, saskatoon okay very long story she made me a mixtape mailed it to me and the starting track on one side was young lions and she didn't label it strong start so yeah and i was just like i love this song so like third song in constantine's playing the song and i was just like yes so yeah so i got that record i loved it i loved it and then i kind of forgot about them and then every time I remember them, I, I have like a two-week binge. And I just did one of those now, preparing for this episode. And it was great.
2: Yeah, I hit uh, it, it real awesome. hard the last couple of weeks as well.
1: <laughs> How did you discover them? Yeah. Did we get um, that from you? My,
2: my first discovery of them was my my very good friend, Nathan Shep, who really was like sort of the tastemaker of all my friends for music. Um, right around when we were kind of like uh, about to graduate high school a grade 12 year and after he made a mix CD for a bunch of us friends called reading week one year. And it was in like 2003. We were in like second year university or something. And it had the song onto you, which is track seven oh, great China track. and mm-hmm. it's just a real upbeat, like feel good rock song. And I was like, God damn, what is this? Who are these guys? And then, then he showed me nighttime, anytime it's all right. And then I bought the, the album very promptly after that. And that was the beginning of the end. Um, and then I was just like everything they did before and after that, as soon as I could get my hands on it, I did. Um, I went to every show of theirs that I could usually, which featured them opening for weaker thans. And I yeah. got to a point with it where I began, I began to like really resent weaker thans just in general. I just thought I was, I don't know, like too cool for how twee they were at a certain point. And <laughs> they came through. Colona and they were playing like the big community theater in 2009 which is like a really weird venue choice for them. They previously played this really small place called the warehouse which it's the only show I ever went to there and it was Constantine's then weaker Then's. and I didn't go to the 2009 show at the community theater in like protest because I was bitter that Constantine's <laughs> weren't headlining.
1: They're like, hey, that guy didn't pay a ticket. And I
2: just didn't go. I like drove past the theater that night, getting like pizza or something. And I was like, Constantines are playing right now, and I'm not in there. And guys, that is one of my biggest life regrets: is not going
1: to uh, show.
2: Such yeah, the only person who, <laughs> who felt
1: that sting was you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, now it maybe me, it took me a long time to realize
2: not. that actually. Yeah. But now maybe Johnny Kay like- is listening. I, I came back around to weaker than's and I love John K. Samson's album Provincial mm-hmm. and like I don't know what I was thinking I was so stupid like weaker than's are great
1: weaker than's are amazing yeah
2: I know but I like I, more so I, I I don't want to
0: rub soul in that wound but that's tough because then they would have been playing all of like Into the Heights that would have been like
2: oh, damn Cause, cause, yeah which is an album that I love and and uh, when we were talking about in the lead up to this like which two albums are we gonna Ver, verse which album's gonna verse the other album like I could pick any of the four versus any of the four and be a friggin tough call
1: yeah but we had to do this one this is the this is the one I think that gets brought up the most probably I
2: think so I think it's I think it's reasonable to put these two together so
0: Constantine's
2: the greatest Canadian band
0: of all time if you, this is the first time hearing it then believe it baby be because it's, it's the truth See hope so, approval get on board
1: Test. Test. That's fix. That's fix. That's fix. That's fix. Constantine's, or the Constantine's, were formed in 1999 in Guelph, Ontario. Have you ever been to Guelph, Ontario?
2: No, but I always ask people about it who have, like, evening. I went
1: there once and played one show. Oh, really? And the bathroom urinals... Actually, I've played two shows there, but I, this is, for some reason, the one I remember the most. The bathroom urinals were full of, like, were f- everything was full of pee and overflowing in this bar. So that's all I remember. Um,
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, that's all the I remember.
2: Involved. Keep it clean. Yeah, let's, let's,
1: let's, good. let's, let's, uh, let's take a plunger to some of that plumbing. Um not original lineup.
2: their aesthetic so well, though? Like, kind of, like yeah. Shine a kind of Light up. is, like, such a gritty gutter album, and that just... That makes sense. Yeah, that Guelph, it is just does, filthy yeah. cesspool of piss and
1: <laughs> yeah, kind empty of empty mickies I mean,
2: by the river. You know,
1: yeah, it's not it's not a beautiful place from my memory, but it's you know there's beautiful people there. Um, the original lineup of this band started after a emo band from the area called Shoulder broke up. So the original lineup was Brian Webb on guitar and vocals, uh, Doug McGregor on drums, and Paul Bright on guitar. Paul Bright was Soon replaced by guitarist Steve Lamke, who, as you guys may know, still plays in the band. Well, still, but you know, baby eagle. Toured with the band uh to the end. Um the, the Steve Lamke guy, he's got like six solo albums and then like four or five other projects he's in. He's quite a prolific man. He is, yeah. I'm putting out a lot of music and mm-hmm. some of it that I've heard is pretty good. Yeah. I like um the baby eagle stuff, it's good. Yeah. That's the that's the first uh, one, I think. His first yeah. project after this. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Dallas Whirl on bass. I think that's how you say his last name. I'm not sure. Yeah, I was wondering that too. Sounds or good w- to w- me. W- w- then uh, Evan Gordon was a keyboard player, but he was soon replaced with Will Kidman, who is...
2: Oh, I love Will. The man. So good. Is it live energy rules?
1: Yeah. I remember that was something that stood out to me. It was his just kind of like, maybe not called dancing, but he's kind of glued to the keyboard, but moving around a lot. Totally. The rest of him, his hands were staying there. So I think I saw him backing up like Julie
2: Doiron once too. So he like, I think he plays in a lot of like touring bands, you know, from the
1: East, from out East, which is great. Oh, to he's see. great. Yeah. It is great to see. It's a small country, small community. Speaking of Juno awards, this album that we're about to talk about shine a light. It was nominated for Juno alternative album of the year. It did not win, but Kale, you had a fact that you told me before about a different award. Can you pop that one in now?
0: Yes. So I'll give a quick um, big ups to Columbia House Party, a great little music podcast by two Canadian journalists. And they have a great episode on The Constantines with guest Mac Richter. Or sorry, Max Richter.
2: Um, like the from German the band The Oh, okay. It's like the German <laughs> composer. Sweet.
0: No uh he, no the lead singer of the Arkells, who i um have never listened to and seemed very cheesy to me but uh the max Richter dude is in podcast interview delightful and because mm. he had that has been in the music scene for so long he like yeah he's like played some shows with the cons and like just was like a huge fan but like so his knowledge of them also within the kind of the music scene was really interesting like kind mm. of his comments about um, which is a question I think maybe we've kind of, we've kind of talked about already, but like his answer on that podcast about why they did the Constantines didn't get bigger, um, is kind of fascinating. he kind of talks about a bit of that same idea I mentioned earlier around, you know, them essentially just sort of not fitting the mold of like kind of what, um, hmm. maybe like what was popular or like what was in vogue. And they were just not interested in really like sliding into that slash trying to make like something that'd be a quote unquote radio hit um and but yeah but the all that to say um and i'll probably cut some of that out but uh so on the podcast they were talking about how um there was a journalist in toronto who decided that like the constantines were far too talented and deserved an award and so he actually got together with a bunch of other music journalists in canada and that is what prompted the beginning of the polaris music prize
1: Okay, my last two fast facts are that um, this band has been on all like only cool labels, Uh, the the short-lived Three Gut Records, um, Arts and Crafts, and Sub Pop. Those are all amazing record labels.
2: That's so cool! What a what a stainless career. Especially Three Gut, like Jim Guthrie. Speaking of amazing people from Guelph, Ontario, Jim Guthrie is one of the greatest Canadian. Artists of all time as well. And like Royal City, did you guys ever know that band Royal City out of Guelph Ontario? Jim no. Guthrie's in it, Aaron rich's lead singer. First album, Alone at the Microphone, is like a top five album of all time for me. Uh cool. it's just like a really pretty oh. lo-fi folk album. And then the second album up. like added a lot more kind of like banjos and like raucous, kind of not quite bluegrassy elements, but like maybe a little bit like towards that. Nodding towards that direction. And then Little Hearts ease was their last record and then they broke up. Um, but if you can get your hands on Alone at the Microphone by Royal City, it is it is one of the one of my favorite favorite records ever. It's brilliant. Alone at
1: the Microphone.
2: Yeah. It's not on iTunes. I don't know if it's I think you can find it on Bandcamp. It's on Bandcamp.
1: Yeah, it's not I don't know if
2: they're on Spotify. There's one Royal City thing on iTunes, and it's like a kind There's of. There's something called 1999
1: yeah. to 2004.
2: Yeah, which is like okay. all kind of B sides and stuff. There's oh, a great weird. Strokes cover on there of the of, of Is This It. Okay. It's yeah, really
1: there excellent. it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. So you guys. So even more context for how cool these labels are. it's just, it's just, <laughs> it, to me, it, like that. Just it's like a nice little cherry on top of everything else. Yeah. That like. A lot of bands have like their first two albums are on like some weird label that you're like, what? But this is just a, a rad timeline. I just, think yeah, it's, so you know, not everyone has that. My final fact is that, and I love this one because I have a personal connection to it. The Constantines have often played members and members of other bands have played in a cover band that only plays Neil Young songs called Horsey Craze. And, I was in Toronto and someone said, we're going to see Horsey Craze live. And I was like, okay, whatever. And I didn't even stay to watch them more than a song. And I didn't know who they were. Oh, yeah. I had not heard the Constantines yet. Well, I mean, I, I, I had, but I hadn't like grabbed yeah. onto them yet.
2: You didn't like know and, what Webb uh, looked like or something at that
1: point. No. And then, and then, you know, they played a couple songs. I was like, yeah, whatever. I'm not in the mood for this. Oh my gosh. If I had known it was them, I would have been like, hell yeah. And I think people were saying like, it's Constantine's, but I just wasn't smart enough dude that's I don't way more forgivable
2: than me just not going to a constantine show at all that's true you knew like what you're doing three blocks from my house
1: <laughs> i have s- the sin of omission is all i committed totally. um but yeah it well um there's recordings out there too there's quite a few um oh, yeah. they're not i don't think they're online but there's a split with a bunch of covers and there's uh, other okay. there's lots of live stuff it's i've it's never heard fun. Of they cool yeah, it's fun. I mean, it's still
2: really young. Speaking of covers, one of the times they played Kelowna with uh, Lady Hawk open for them, they played as the encore they played a cover of Thunderstruck by ACDC, dc and members of oh, wow. the previous two bands, which at the time was Alpha Baby, which turned into Yukon Blonde eventually. So yeah. Like boys. And then mm-hmm. Lady Hawk went up. So there's like I don't know 10 or 11 or 12 players on stage playing Thunderstruck and it was sweet. And I, like, couldn't care less about ACDC, but it was awesome. That's awesome. And I mean, you hear, like, ACDC influence on Shine a Light. Like, there are certain riffs where you're like, oh, this is, like, baby Thunderstruck. Like, no. Oh, dude, there's
1: also, there's also uh, uh, Working overtime. uh, I think. Sounds like an ACDC song. Yeah, yeah, ACDC song. Um, But, yeah, uh, that's our Fast Facts.
0: This is like top five band for me as well. And I'm like, why why is why do I like I mean I know why, why I love them so much, but I'm like, but if I had to like like it'd be like if someone was like, why do you love Bruce Springsteen or why do you love yeah. Tom Waits? It's like you are know, trying to articulate like you yeah. guys, Radiohead. Like, why do mm. you love Radiohead? You know? Yeah. So like um and I know like we come at it from different vantage points, but do you think you could say in a few just off the dome, like what what intrigues you about the band or why you love them? Because then they're, deep, they're, they're a huge one for you. But like, yeah, what's, what, what is that, that, uh, je ne sais quoi? Je ne
2: sais quoi. You know? Um, for me, I think, so, Shine Light was the first album of theirs that I listened to. And this album sounds like it was born out of, like, a piss-filled gutter of squalor and filth and, like, abjection. And Bri Webb is just so angry. He's so pissed, especially on National Hum on the first track. And the anger, like like there's such a clear punk sensibility to this record. And a lot of the themes have to do with like work and labor and the division of labor. It feels very like Marxist to me and anti-capitalist and the The wedding of form and content on this record, of just the way it, the you know lyrically, is with the aggression and like the like I think the word raunchy is a great word to describe like the baselines mm-hmm. on the album. Like they're just yeah. really like filthy <clears throat> and like yeah, just <laughs> raunchy bass and like the way that those form and content elements line up together really stuck for me. I think in the, when I was starting to get into this band and it's just, it's heavy and it's loud and it's just like, it doesn't take shit from anybody and it kicks ass. And I would say yeah. that's like my pitch for shine of light.
1: Yeah. I'd say it's, it's tough. It's too tough for the radio. It's real tough. Yeah. It's too like tough punk, like almost crusty punk yeah. for the radio. But then, you know, it's, it's funny because it's still, uh what I what I think blows my mind about this band is that they are good songwriters. They have good hooks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can sing along and that's why I, I remember when I first saw them with the weaker thens. The people singing along like it like they're at like a like a hardcore show or like a mm-hmm. punk show. People totally. were really into it. He was putting the mic out there and everyone was like yelling along to parts. Yeah. And which Brian I only associated it was with
2: like, just like flying out. Like I remember yes. being at one show where his spit was just like landing on my face and I was like bathing in <laughs> Brian, like like usually, that's so repulsive to me. Like I'm a pretty like you know I like cleanliness and, but I was like there for it, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. They 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 were like doing what we saw Nick Cave do. You know, they're just giving themselves to the audience. Like they're just like In the form giving of the it DNA. Off. Yeah, but I really was my I was mind blown. I was like, this band takes the stage like like a hardcore band or like a, like yeah. a punk band. I'd seen a lot of those live. Yeah, but. They play this more. I mean, there's definitely punk in there. I mean, like, yeah, there's definitely Fugazi. Yeah.
2: I would even say like
1: early Kings of Leon kind of sounds like some of this stuff. I was like, this mm. is weird. I'm never, never. I don't know them before. that well, Kings of Leon. Not man, yeah, you're not. Yeah, you're fine, but um, you know what you need to know. Um, sorry if that offends some people. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like Kings of Leon. I'm just saying, you know. Um, but yeah, I'd say the two things they're so tough, but they can write great songs. Yeah. yeah with the marriage of that the way they show you a song is not like a verse chorus like here's the vibe and they build a lot they do a lot of songs that are yeah. sort of a one uh one dynamic build right. and that's that's a hard thing to do and keep it interesting and so i think channel light they showcase this perfectly like song like national Hum, which is like this fast chaotic song and then you got songs like like young lions where it's just like that doesn't change much. It's just a few chords, uh, humming bass and like, but that song has so many dynamics. That was definitely on an elevator pitch or whatever. Like that wasn't quick, but that, those are the things that pulled me in uh, that pulled me in.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: stayed later for the lyrics and stuff, but I, I started with right.
2: that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to talk about the the lyrics a bit later. I I'll just share a couple of lines because I was like, just like jotting this down and um, I, I wrote, why is this band so important to me? And I think in that piss gutter that Dave was talking about, I think there was also like a book of poetry soaking. Oh, yeah, absolutely. In there. Yeah, yeah, totally. you, you know, like Bryce. So it's I the best poetry. Uh, I wrote down, Bri Webb is a poet, giving yeah. tendrils that you can grab onto at different points in your life. The Constantines gave voice to my desire to dig into life, blood and sweat in what you love in the late night city streets and being excited about art in life, mm-hmm. but the future holds how it can barely contain our anguish and desire. And like, that's like, that's great. That, yeah, that, I'm, that I'm up right now. Really well. You know, there's just something in that where it's like, it's like when he's just like singing with that anger, it's just like, and I think that's where I'll be interested to like, also talk about the masculinity aspect too, Dave. It's, it's very interesting because it felt mm-hmm. like, there was something guttural in it you know like it felt like it was like, like it just grabbed me out my chest it was like you know yeah. it's like i wanted uh, just like i want to hit the road i want to like uh, like yeah. you know read something interesting like i want to do you know like a, uh, yeah it's just like and i think being especially that also made me i really resonated with it, it still resonates much more it resonates in a different way now mm-hmm. like especially some of the later stuff but man when i was oh, in yeah. my like
2: early mid 20s it was like that music was just like
0: that was everything you know yeah
2: yeah and then that's lovely you said that because then Webb's like solo career with provider and free will like we talked recently about the song asa which is his son's name and talking about just like the beauty the beauty of fatherhood and like raising your children in a way that's like based on like play and nature and like you know now for us as young fathers that hits like perfectly for where we're at in the life mm-hmm. i feel like we started listening to this band at the right moment where it they captured our 20s really well for us and now they're capturing our like 30s and even 40s like with the mm-hmm. later some of the later projects um so yeah so it's a, a good uh life trajectory band i like that mm-hmm.
0: i also think it's cool that to listen to a band like and i think one of the things that that makes them a great band is is in the writing in the songs like on shine a light a lot of these songs you know you have this crazy opener that um sounds like it could have come off the first record like the self-titled one like just like that that post-punk kind of really like heavy scrappy scrappy. and then and then right into shine a light which starts to still has a bit of a toe in that
2: yeah, it starts it, off yeah. real vulgar and then it just gets like quite beautiful and sparse.
1: Yeah, but they, they they slowly turn it up, you know? Yeah,
2: totally.
0: It's Lucas, could you comment in this in the title track? So you know when it, it hits the chorus, it's like you shine a light and then it sounds like uh almost like there's a dissonant chord, like uh, like, like it almost sounds like uh, intentional. Yeah, they're like,
1: meh, meh. yeah. Well, they do a lot of stuff like this. They're they're good. Like this is in like the vein of like Fugazi and uh, right. and, and that kind of stuff. Where it's like dirgy like the Melvins. You ever listen to the Melvins? I never got it. Kind of like like this dirgy dissonant, almost like some of their stuff is almost challenging you to listen. Like by listening, right. you're like, oh, I'm elevated. <laughs> like it's almost like art punk in that way. Even though I think the Melvins are probably be like, no, we're not. Fuck you but um there's there's parts of that kind of music like noise rock you know where it's just and so it's just dissonance but you know when you use it tastefully it's really effective you know like in a song like shine a light even with the song the 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 title shine a light which we have you know you call back to like you know almost like rolling stones stuff like that Mm -hmm. but then they're putting this like ugly dissonance it's a cool it's really a cool choice I always want to bring up the opening line of this record. I've always just found it like I think I remember reading this or hearing it the first time. Your mayor is raising fences to keep the bodies off the Don Valley Parkway. (laughs) Don Valley Parkway is like a big highway in Ontario, like from around the city of Toronto and goes into like all the other big cities like Guelph and other suburbs. Yeah. That's just such an
2: amazing line. It sounds like something out of Gilead from like the Handmaid's Tale or something, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's wild. I just, I remember. Yeah. And so that's really like, they set this tone where they're just like, we are not like, this isn't. Yeah. We're not fucking
2: around here. Like we're getting, this isn't fun like, this stuff. Is business. Yeah. I wrote like a, so I listened to this album. I wrote like a little note about each song and, and it what Kale just said about like him being a poet. I wrote the song national hum kicks you in the face with the horses, most pissed off street poet version of Bri Webb in the entire Constantine's catalog. And it, almost, it sounds like the quality of his voice doesn't sound like any other song they ever recorded. And I'm to this day still kind of skeptical that it's him and not like a guest vocalist. Like I can sort of hear it, but it sounds like way different from yeah, all his other songs. I hear you're saying. So I for a long time just thought it wasn't him. And then I can't remember the exact detail, but I was like, oh, okay, I guess I have to like start reckoning. And countenancing the fact that that's actually Bri Webb, and like, how can I? I mean, it could be
1: some like sneaky, had, like, suggestion. <laughs> yeah. It might
2: but be. But I, I hear it now. I hear it now. It's rad. Like, it's just like, yeah. you know, it kind of it makes me think of like, you remember the music video for Rabbit in Your Headlights by Uncle, the Tom York?
1: Yeah, the one where yeah. he keeps, getting hit, he keeps getting hit
2: by the car. Like, the, it seems to me like that guy is the singer of this song. Like, he's just like crawled out of the gutter and he's pissed, but he's like this mm. like street poet and he's just like, you know angry at this microphone and that's like how the song feels to me a little bit
1: uh, it's almost like a like a sermon it's kind of hard yeah mm-hmm. and
2: then you good. get the I lyric mean, i really like it yeah it's so good and then you get the lyric more and more neglected hands judgment ripe they're starting bands working on a new solution youth is not absolution and then just the juca it's <laughs> so good. yeah, oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> well those lyrics those lyrics are just yeah Youth is they're not so absolution. punk rock too it's yeah. just a big slop fest of punk rock totally
0: I honestly just just to attack on to like the vocal style aspect of it I think Brian Webb is such an insanely talented vocalist Mm. that it like deeply saddens me that he has not really so many more records or even had Mm. other punk but like I'm just like I I understand he has a life and you know a family now and stuff but part of me is just like his voice is so incredible like it's It's so so unique. unique yeah it's so unique like you can't you like i you know not, you could even imitate it at karaoke like you know you, even the oh, rasp yeah. like the way he kind of just hits that you know oh, i water. love that
1: i love that i love that his voice always feels like a like like gravel and like yeah. like butter at the yeah. same time it's, so good. it's just so <laughs> lubricated gravel lubricated <laughs> <laughs> gravel it's just yeah, yeah but like you could lick it it tastes good
0: um well I want to shout Not out oil. Not Motor Oil. <laughs> well, dude, I want to shout out uh Mason, uh, my brother, because he and I were talking about the cons the other day because he I think he turned me on to them first. Like we were trying to like figure uh-huh. out the origin story for me and I'm like, it's it's a little hazy, but I think he i think he got shine a light. Um but I feel like we both maybe we both got into Tournament of Hearts around the same time because he was a big weaker than fans. But I feel like he was the one that turned me on to them first. Um but he uh, was saying that he heard them described as like neo Springsteen, which I thought was excellent. That's perfect, yeah. It's like, totally, yeah. Because the Fagazzi thing comes up a neo lot. Like neo, like, 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 sort of the anti but adjacent to, you know? Like, it's kind of like, like, if you're into Springsteen, you sort of want the opposite of what, but it still has the, you
2: know, the essence of it. Oh, yeah. Um, all the like blue collar elements, all the like, kind mm-hmm. of like, I know th- think about what's the like can- Canada's version of the Midwest. Well, it's like Northern Ontario, probably and like the prairies, you know, so yeah. it's it captures that very similar spirit, I think. So structure structurally as a record um, before we jump into
0: your tasty treats. Um, there's like no misses on this record for the most part. I mean, um, you know, we'll talk about it in our zeros. What kind of like doesn't <laughs> land, but structurally, what do you guys think of the arc of the record? like in terms of where
1: it takes takes you I'd, I'd say it's damn near perfect really personally i mean i don't really think any i hate when two songs back to back on a record feel the same mm-hmm. and i don't mm-hmm. think it happens on this at all yeah. and i think that every song has got something unique about it energy wise so it's pretty cool guess like, it doesn't have like oh these, these two kind of sound the same like yeah i could say that about a lot of great bands there's sometimes you go like oh that these two tracks are kind of like the same vibe mm-hmm. or like but this is just everything is like its own standalone thing.
2: I mean there's a couple of like lower moments for sure like Goodbye sure, Baby and then sure. track 6 is pretty slow and it's got a lot of like yeah. sexy sax in it. Um <laughs> it's really and then... sexy sax. <laughs> Tiger Crane, track 10 is like you know kind of kind of slower too. Um yeah. and then the final song Subdomestic is like you, a lot of like country more country elements yeah. done on the rest of the album which is really mm-hmm. nice but overall it's just like it doesn't quit it just goes like cranks to 11 pretty much the whole time i mean t- shine a light to nighttime anytime to insectivora to young lives the goodbye baby name, man i'm like God, yeah that's like yeah
1: <laughs> yeah it's a marathon yeah it's, just, it's, a it's, marathon it's real sure. nice
2: totally i would say the first um, half of this album hits a lot harder for the, for me than the second half if someone was like pick the first six songs or the last six songs of this record there's no contest there
0: but yeah and i actually On think to like, you
2: is the back half highlight for sure for me yeah. but yeah definitely. you know i could take or leave you know like a, a few of them and by take or leave i mean they're all great but if i you know compared oh, yeah. to the, the
1: if the you had to yeah. six
2: like there's yeah. it's a stronger I, hundred percent,
0: Dave, and I think um, "Tournament of Hearts" suffers from that too. I think a bit as mm-hmm. well. Okay. If I had to, if I had to take the the opening half of that record compared to yeah. the second half, I'm definitely going with the opening half of "Tournament
2: of Hearts." That's true, well. but they do get so uh, "Tournament of Hearts" is only ten songs, so they give us five and then another five. But in the last five, you get "Working Full Time" and you get "You Are a Conductor," both of yes. which are like top shelf bangers for me, but You can Mm -hmm. also get two Steve Lamke songs in the back half. Oh, but I got some words for Steve Lamke, Let me tell you. God bless Steve Lamke. But the Constantine's for me are just, how can we showcase Bri Webb at full volume all the time? Yeah. And songs that he does (sighs) aren't bad, but they just shouldn't be on Constantine's records. Like his side projects are good. I will listen to those. But, like, the spirit of Constantine's is is, is Yeah, So for sure, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, buddy. Yep. Yeah. I'm just like... You heard it here first. That's where I'm like... Not paying out on Steve Lamke. Great dude. God yeah, bless him.
0: Sure, he's a nice guy, but it, I just feel like Steve was there and they were like, we got to give Steve a song. You know, it's like Steve needs his song, and it's just like, guys, like, I mean, uh, you know, we'll get into it in, like, like, the later part, but, like, I'm just like i mean come on like scoundrel babes bry webb saying it mm-hmm. like you know or even i mean especially tournament hearts but like thieves like i'm just like come on yeah. like i mean yeah. steve i get it man <laughs> you know i'm sure you're a nice guy you got but like it's like baby goes all right but it's like you know like, well, he's
1: got his own thing going on too for sure he's got a vibe yeah. it's, it's just, just like, it's just not it's it's jarring because i've been in the pocket with bry yeah, webb for totally a bunch of songs already yeah yeah and then you're like who is this guy And you got pulled out of who's it who's this like... guy <laughs> yeah. yeah i get it
2: yeah it's uh it'd be <laughs> switcheroo
0: yeah um <laughs> exactly i'm trying to think there's so many uh potential uh examples that you get. anyway i'm just thinking like it'd be like if you were like, if like you went to go see a Springsteen show and then they invited me on stage to sing Thunder Road, like we didn't pay to see this guy. Who's this asshole? Like get him off stage. Yeah. Like, yeah he's, <laughs> like, he's cool.
1: He seems cool. Yeah. I'm
0: sure he's a nice guy, but like, I didn't pay to see, I don't, I don't hear hear this Cracker Jack sing Thunder Road. I want to hear the boss sing it, you
1: know? Like one, one other thing before we get into tasty treats that I want to highlight about this record is also we could, we could ooze over Brideweb all night, but, um, the band is really like everyone in this band <laughs> is playing their part, man. The like, yeah. like the drumming is incredible. It's, it's like yeah, it thunderous and, Sick. and so powerful. Great. The bass is, you know, like you mm-hmm. said, raunchy, I, I, you know, uh, really upfront. And then the guitar, yeah. all the guitar work in this band is all very unique. Like mm-hmm. there's that. I think that's where the Fugazi thing comes. Is a lot of like dissonance and a lot of weird, rhythm and stuff but man they everyone's on full blast in this record
0: mm. oh they're so good and you hear it in and like i love love brown web solo stuff and like obviously he's going yeah. for a different thing but um it really is like when you hear a band it's like you need those key members you know like they, they like there is something special when they're all together and making music um even that bass player like you, you remember seeing him live like
2: he i looks, remember like he the last few times different than everyone else in the band like this guy is a gutter punk still and he's rocking yeah. like this like mohockey like slovenly mohawk and like he had a different vibe than all the other players for sure yeah it looked, it looked like they peeled him off the vinyl of the van and just put him placed him on stage and gave him a bass
0: guitar and he just would go for it I was like he was, it was but like he, like they all brought the energy it was just like they were a slovenly mess like that's they were sweating just with the rest of us you know like, oh, totally yeah i did love that about them yeah, absolutely. Tasty
1: treat. Tasty
2: treat.
0: Uh, okay, tasty treats. Uh, so tasty treats is where we pick um, uh, particularly um, impactful or delightful moment from a song,
2: and we share it with you. A moment for me that's really cool is on Nighttime Anytime, and it's right before the massive breakdown where things you know, really smash the fan. I
1: take that thrashy turn.
2: There is a very subtle voice on the recording that says, turn it up. Voice and she goes, Turn it up. But it's, you know, it took me almost forever to recognize. And the reason I did finally hear it is because Jim Guthrie of Three Gut Records and Royal City, he covers this song in like a much softer, kind of a folkier version. And in that recording, like someone very audibly says, Turn it up. And I was like, What the hell is that? And then I listened to Constantine's, and there is this really soft thing in the way in the background vocals and then so i was like now i hear it every time and i say it along with the song every time and it's like just perfectly timed and it's something that maybe might have not caught caught somebody's ear before and so maybe we get to reveal that for them which is cool you Uh, revealed it for me buddy that's a taste for me i definitely did not know okay
1: nice that's cool that's super cool um yeah i think my my first tasty treat oh, what should i do the um shine a light with uh, near the end of the song three minutes and 40 seconds into the song for whoever's editing <laughs> yeah. uh, just that organ i, I think the organ oh, is yeah. so uh spooky sounding But I, I love when something's jarring, but then like you can accept it at the same time. It's it's uh it's maybe shoehorned in there, but in the best way. So I really just I love that. Like
2: I don't know if it's a solo if that I know the exact it? part you're talking about. It's yeah. so sweet.
1: Yeah, it's beautiful. It sounds it's very
2: Halloween y kind of.
1: Yes. <laughs> the organ seems to do that. But yeah, I love yeah. that organ. That that's my my first tasty treat. Mm-hmm.
0: I I've got a couple, um, but the one that I think is gonna be an interesting crossover in both, like in terms of the connection between Shine a Light and Tournament of Hearts, is um the cons also are excellent at hand claps. So uh, I yeah. wanna call it the hand really? claps That's of Insectivora. You know, like Clap. okay, the gentleman. Yeah. It's um and, and I man. think it's and I love that one because it 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 shows the range from like going from nighttime, Shine a Light to, like, to nighttime to Insectivora. And it's like almost, um, it's at one point and almost like in like, just not funky, but like, it's like, they're like, oh yeah, one word, Operation K-. Like, it's just like has a totally different cadence, but like yeah. is very much of the same ilk. So it's like, we've sort of seen these different iterations of them. And like, I just love, that just little like
2: just like it's so tasteful. I just it's really soulful to, uh, to have hand claps in a song, right? It's like yes, thank celebrating, you. So, celebrating celebrating yeah, life. It's hard here. to not
1: make them cheesy. <laughs> yeah, totally. Hundred yeah. uh, percent. Broken uh, social scene has very good clapping on the record mm, that beat this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's it called? You know, do 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 do. Oh, track three, whatever off that. You've forgotten people. There's a really good clapping. Oh nice. Thing, I swear. <laughs> but, um. <laughs> Yeah, I find um, I find there's a phase maybe right after this, where it's like the stomp clap acoustic music, you know, mm. like, uh, <laughs> well, like it really Muffins happens. Well, yeah, I was gonna say yeah, Muffins. <laughs> them Lumineers, but also like pop music kind of got it. I oh, got. Yeah. And so clapping now is one of those things. If you do it bad, it just sounds bad. So mm-hmm. very yeah. good ear, Kale. Yeah, that's a good insight. Um, do you have any more, Dave?
2: Uh, I do have one more. So on Shine a Light, track two, I talked about earlier that the like the opening bass line is just like is is just really like kind of gross sounding. Like it's really guttural. And then like the clouds just part into this beautiful clarity chord progression. And then Bri Webb sings, Don't Talk to Me About Simple Things, There's No Such Thing.
1: There's no All a man can build is vision. And I love my man for trying.
2: And the chord progression of that, like going from like the really discordant, like nappy bass line into just like do, 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 do. Like it's just it hits so hard for me it's so great Mm -mm. it's such a beautiful moment all a man can build is his
1: vision that's the next line yeah I mean (laughs) like it was really hard because there's so many and I don't want to make you have to edit like a thousand things Kale but I think this is the one I'll choose is in the song Tank Commander Mm -hmm. there's a minute like 2.40 I think They completely become the who for like, for like a tiny little chunk of Mm (laughs) it. They just sound like so classic rock, but it's, it's the only time they really do that. Like on this record is they kind of break form for a second. And I know maybe they weren't thinking that, but it's just, it's rad. I love when people can do something like, like a pop reference and and Mm. sneak it in. And it's just, yeah, the drum, you know, Keith Moon on the drums, just dig it, dig it, dig it. It reminds
2: me of their first record when they, sing the um, Rod Stewart line Mm -hmm. um, on the, like the best stand, like standout best track on that album. The hugest breakdown of any of their songs. And then can I get a witness? That song (laughs) is, just
1: like
0: nice. Oh, bud. I was listening to that one, uh, making dinner, and I was just like,
1: Oh, that's, that's Young good. Offenders. Yeah, hey, Young Offenders is the best song on the record, yeah, I think. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to our friend Conrad who told me that like last week, and then I listened to it and I was like, Yep, you're right. Yeah, that's a good song. <sighs> Smart man.
0: Also, shout out Curtis Collier. I bet he's listening. Hey, buddy. Oh, I love that guy. Out here. Best buds.
1: The fan, Constantine's fan. Uh, probably. No, he better be after this. Z-Rose.
2: Z-Rose. 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 Z-Rose.
1: Ooh, baby, baby. Uh Joe, you're going last, Dave. Okay. Um, my zero—it's gonna be feel obvious. I think a scoundrel, babes. I like you know. I actually. Every song on record, I I haven't listened to this record probably in probably a couple of years, probably two years since I listened to it in, in whole, and uh, I like almost forgot. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about this song, and I just I don't know. I don't I don't hate the song. I just feel like where it is in the record is wrong. It feels like an advertisement in the middle of a movie. It just doesn't feel right. <laughs> so uh, that's a great way. <laughs> I, I feel cruel saying it because I do like it. I just uh-huh. no, this is that's my cut kind of. Uh-huh. If I need to, that's what I'm cutting. No. Kale. Um,
0: no, it's it, it's a hundred percent. That's that's also my zero. Like scoundrel <laughs> babes. Um, you know, I wrote this in my notes. I was like, Lampkey heads, come at me!" But like, I I just I can with this guy. You know, like, if, I'll you're like
1: a if you're a Lampkey lad, go after Kale <laughs> come, on Twitter.
0: Come at me, bro! But like, lampkey I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like like out of all the the three Lampke songs in these two records, I think this might be the best. Well, actually no, I think Thieves is probably the best one. This is a good song, great guitar lines. Like it's it's clearly a con song and everything except uh-huh. the vocals. Um uh-huh. but and it, it, it just bums me out because like I'm just like this would have been a devastating song if Brad Web had uh-huh. sung it. Um
1: mm-hmm. and
0: I think as much as he wanted to be like sort of like the other vocalist in the band. Um, I'm just like it's just sort of like you're doing you guys are doing yourselves a little a bit of a disservice, but I also like in a weird way, as much as I don't want the lamp key song, they kind of tip my hat to be like, You guys are still even us your biggest fans are like, I don't love this part, but they're like, oh, that's what we want to do. So you're like, I mean, hey eh, uh-huh. Good on you, but I'm just like lamp no lamp key, please.
1: You know I'm what, like, but there's gotta be a reason for it. There's gotta be a reason for it, I'm sure. He might have maybe written the lyrics and there or something. Like there's gotta be a reason. Cause I would say everything about this band feels pretty intentional generally. Uh-huh. Well yeah. Like yes. you can't say that every yeah. band. So I, I there's gotta be a reason, but still my zero. I'm with you, Gail.
0: No, I'm, I'm with I'm you. like, I'm sure he they were intentional with him doing it. I'm just like, guys, please. Guys. I'm like <laughs> Anyway.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what's what's your zero, Dave? Uh, this is uh, to to surprise nobody at this point. It's also scoundrel scoundrel babes, and I reached this conclusion yeah. independently. Um It does some. There are some nice um musical moments in this song that are actually pretty rad. And but overall, it just is like, oof, yeah. You don't skip. I don't skip it, but I am not far off. No, neither the did button. I. Yeah. Uh, if I had to give a second it would probably be the song after it tiger and crane which is pretty pretty slow uh I don't really remember much about it like right now except for if I heard it you know be, oh yeah this song you know like it doesn't it's, it's not a standout yeah, okay. track on yeah. the album either um so yeah it's uh yeah it's a it's a hundred uh, percent uh unanimous decision on the zero itself.
1: yeah that's that's what we call uh, uh a st- strike, a strikeout. Yeah, yeah. That's
2: a sweep. Yeah. Sweep. You're out. Speaking of curling, <laughs> it's a clean sweep. Clean sweep.
0: Oh, but nice. Sure.
2: Yes. Yeah, it's a segue um, to
0: the next album. It sure is. So, okay. So, now, very fun time. Um are at that, baby. So, Lucas, why don't you start us off with, with or, I uh,
1: know. Let's, yeah, we'll let's do the same order. Let's do the same order. Same order. Okay, so, same order. I I just assumed, because Young Lines has been my favorite song of theirs for a long time, oh, nice. I assumed I'd say that. But, you know, it's um, it's funny because I, I listen to this record. The one I look forward to the most was actually the last song, Sub Domestic. Oh, wow. well, I love that song. And, you know, it's funny. I don't really nice. think I ever caught it before, you mm-hmm. know? Maybe mm-hmm. my commute was just short enough that I didn't get it. Like, <laughs> yeah. That song, I don't know. But it really stuck with me. And I, I really like um, the final line. Or not final line, but one of the near the end. If sanctuary still exists, it's among the shaking fists, seeking out a living free of postures and politics. Not
2: great line. That's real Mm -hmm. nice.
1: Yeah, it just feels very fitting for now as well, which Mm -hmm. is uh, always nice that you can still relate. Mm -hmm. That's my hero. What's yours, Kale?
0: Um. Man, Subterranean is such a good choice. I also love that you came back to it and like knowing that like you you liked them back in the day, but then really revisiting these records and
2: that being your favorite, I just I love that choice. I think that's yeah. You cool. like lived for ten years and then you came back to it, and that's the song that hit for you. Like that's that's a cool... look in the mirror and I was like, yeah, it's changed. <laughs> Just like yeah. <laughs> I
0: oh man, it's so hard in this record. Like there's so many incredible songs. And but, yeah. Um, I I think it's, for me, it's, uh, it's gotta be the, it's gotta be the tattoo namesake still.
1: Young Lions, baby. I was
2: gonna say, how can you not?
0: I, I honestly like, I, and I hear some of these songs, like there's the big ones like Shine a Light, Onto You, like, yeah, Subdomestic, Poison actually was really what I was like enjoying. Poison is a monster Um, track,
1: yeah. It's such a cool song.
0: Um, but yeah, every time Young Lines comes on, it's like it's that that thing I was talking about earlier about the like grabbing onto life, like the feeling of it just like Brib, right like I feel like grabbing me by the chest and just like pulling me out of my chair and like taking me, like you know, the, the you know, Mickey Bottles by the river. Like you're just like you're on this sort of this drunken yeah. um but also like very purposeful, like sort of like push into something. And I and that song just um it's both one that like is is very um personal like my brother has the same tattoo like we both got the same oh, tattoo cool. and the time so it's a watch um with um young lions and then uh it's a watch that my dad gave me when I turned 16 and then the time is set to um 958 which is when Mason was born so the
2: tattoo represents when we became brothers so that's oh, the and it's also a subtle nod to the Constantine song time can be overcome I'm sure She mm-hmm. came later. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Yes, <laughs> totally. I had not thought of that, but that's uh, it's doing double duty, but it's, so it's like, obviously that it's very like sentimental and personal for me because of the connection I have with Mason with it, but yes. still listening to the record a ton coming into this. I was like, I just love this song so deeply. Like, it's just like in in me, you know? So it's like, I gotta, I gotta give them my hair. I can't as much as the other, like, I, you know, you know, Love Nighttime, the title track. All the other like there's so many good ones, but like that one's just got like uh it's in
2: it's it's a part of my DNA. I feel like it's so, so. kind of uniquely hopeful that song. I think Young Lions. Yeah, like it's yeah. gritty, but like there's something that feels just really like redemptive about it. Yeah, it's triumphant, it's triumphant. I mean, the lyrics: "Choose your crime, throw the ashes out the window, empty Mickey by the river, shine like a broken halo." Yeah, just, like
0: and, and just, just those voice. guitars. It's kind of to me yeah,
1: like the, driving.
0: It, it's cousin is like Bastards of Young by the replacements. I feel like that this is their Bastards of Young, you know? Like I feel like a, a similar feeling when I to that mm-hmm. song.
1: I wish I heard the song earlier in my life <laughs> so that I could have followed the advice a little more.
2: <laughs> <laughs> really? A few more, a few more empty muffies. Uh, yeah, well, all of them. Right. Yeah.
1: Beauty choice, Kale.
2: Yuck, right, it's a great song.
1: Take us home, Dave. Uh, Thanks, um,
2: Dave. This, this is. Um, I, I think this is possibly the best Const- Constantine song if I had to choose. But nighttime, anytime, it's all right. I think is the best track on this album. On to you is. I'm very hard pressed to decide between them because I feel like it was like my first foray into Constantines and what made me like really fall for them. But I think nighttime, anytime, is such a banger. And if you put it on real loud in the car, like you are just, you are having the time. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, like, and it's quite a journey as well. Yeah, it's quite a journey. A lot of like instrumental stuff.
2: Nighttime is my lover. It's just the lyrics are great. It's so heavy, it just
1: kicks. That's Shine light. So- Let's get into Terminal Hearts*. Okay. Run a roll, I feel. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. How do you guys
0: think the Constantines were thinking about crafting this record coming into like this is two years later? We talked about earlier from from Shine a Light. Yeah, a um, l- little bit older. They've toured that record a lot. Um, they've been really heralded for their live show. How Rocks it is. What. How do you feel like, how do you feel like we're landing into tournament of hearts when we jump into this one?
2: My sense is they're like older and more mature and life has maybe slowed down a little bit for them into like a kind of a, like a less, um, how to say a less like, uh, desperate rhythm, mm. maybe like shine. Light feels really desperate to me and this album is, seems a lot happier with where things are at in life, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Like, there's a bit yeah. more consistency or um, uh, stability, it seems like, maybe, for them. Mm. And it's a like yeah. an, an older, they're like older, more wise and experienced gentlemen or something. And that's how the song <laughs> feels to me. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, my first note is that this just feels like everything's been fine-tuned yeah. a little bit. Everything's a little neater. Everything's a little more tidy. Yeah, it's tidy but- for sure. But all for the sake of, of improving the craft. Like it it feels like everyone's a little bit better at their job. But then, you know, there's also the argument is is, is, is being more sub like is knowing your place more and maybe mm-hmm. not playing over each other. Staying, the, staying maybe, in your staying in their lanes more. <laughs> yeah, and then and maybe being more complimentary to each other. Yeah. Is that better? Not always. But that's why I love when you go chronologically through a band like this, where the music is so important who's it's so important who's playing the music it's so important because these songs are not like put a drummer in here here play a four four beat and the bass player here just follow the chords like it's not Mm
2: -hmm. this is
1: not uh a songwriter songs you know this isn't like a band where you can just plug and play this is everything's a vibe and live the show every i mean i've only i've seen them three times Mm -hmm. you both more but each time uh, every song has been a little bit different because they are all different people than the last time I saw them And this mm-hmm. song is it's so heavily relies on the vibe. So I think that this album is, has better. I think his voice is a little bit better. I think that they were tight from touring, mm-hmm. you know, they came into the studio two years later after this other record, which is a pretty fast turnover. Mm-hmm. That's like a year yep. and a bit of touring and then make a record. Yeah. And I think they, yeah, I think like they just, they, I, they, it, it seems like they came right off the road into the studio. Like they, they pulled the van off the tour and they unloaded it into the studio. Yeah, yeah, That's what it feels yeah. like to me. Yeah, yeah. Like they were that. just ready for it. Yeah. That's good. What do you think, I, Kel?
0: I, I'd agree. I think the, I like that, like in, in, in thinking about the sort of like the sort of the image we had earlier of Shine a Light and the dirty streets this one feels a little more like um you know ha- having a conversation with someone who's on break from their from their you know working their manual labor job in winnipeg <laughs> or something you know like i feel like draw us lines is to is is up there for me like with one of my yeah, family, yeah. Um, constantine songs like to me like i was texting you guys in our group chat but i was like like that is to me is, is maybe in my life, maybe the greatest opening track of any album mm-hmm. ever. Like it's big. And and to go from that to Hotline Operator, Love and Fear, Lizaveta, which feels like a very much a cousin to Insectivia. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and Soon Enough. You know, like like that first five
1: songs are the like, weaker than song that accidentally got on the record. <laughs> Seriously, I could there's gotta be a, a world of, of somewhere where John K. Sampson is singing this song. Yeah, I could see that. I can hear his voice singing it and it would be great. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so
0: good. And so, um, and I think in a way, um, from maybe from, this is maybe me personally coming to it, but like getting into this record, this felt like in a way, I think at the time, perhaps this was my, maybe, the term of hearts was my entry point into the band, not shine light. Like I went back to shine light after mm-hmm. this record. um, and i just love this work so much but I, I do feel like they're a little more seasoned it's a little slower a little more bluesy like they're like like the depth is there but they're 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 playing with all the elements that they have like it feels like they're just at their full strength and um and then it's, it you know, and then it's just to me, like, and we'll get into this a bit later, but I'm like even Good Nurse. Like I, like, I was thinking about, like, what songs don't I think about that much? Like, we kind of talked uh-huh. about, like, Tiger and Crane from Last Word. It's like, I'd be, I'd be like, oh, I, I know that song, but, like, it, it's not one that comes to mind when you think of Shine a uh-huh. Light. Like, I was thinking about that with um, Good Nurse, and I listened to that a few times yesterday, and I was like, this is a great song. Like, the uh-huh. lyrics are really strong. Like, it, it's an interesting idea. It's, it's not, like, one of the, the bangers on here. Uh-huh. But then you and then I'm like, and then if you just cut Thieves and cut Windy Road and you just ended with Your Conductor, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, perfect. Like, yeah. that would have been, yeah. or just a couple other songs. But I'm like, but Your Conductor is like, what a song. Like, like oh, it just feels like,
2: So you know. damn satisfying. Yeah. So
0: heavy. Did, didn't you say you played this for your class recently, Dave? You yeah, like, I played uh, it for
2: my English 9 class on Friday last week because every day I, like, play them like a song or show them a short poem or like a super short story or like a sketch comedy thing and then I have them just write about it for five minutes just to like you know get the brain going and uh, we read a Louise Erdrich story last week called The Leap where the narrator's mother used to be like a trapeze artist in the circus and lightning strikes the tent pole that the circus is in and it goes down the guy wire and into the handle that she's holding it burns her hands like across her palms and so i was thinking about lightning and energy and then i Mm. was preparing for this and you are a conductor and that song was just like oh yeah our bodies are conductors of electricity and we have all these like ion particles and shit and that like perfectly dovetailed into into that moment in the story so i played it for them and like the lyrics um there's a little good in everything early in the song and then later there's a little evil in everything i had them just like think about the tension between good and evil you know in humanity in ourselves in the story you know Lightning is not necessarily inherently an evil force in the universe. It mm-hmm. has some good effects, but when it hits a person, that's, you know, we consider that natural evil. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, I played them ASA last week too, like related to another story. So gave Bri Webb a good, good shot in my classroom. Yeah.
1: You're As, giving these kids their different type of education. I hope so, man. Yeah, that's the goal. Yeah. Indie <laughs> rock <right>. education. <laughs> yeah. School I rock, mean. Yeah this this record is to me just like everything we said of the last one plus it's a little like more neat and tidy and a little more like you can turn it up a little more without your speakers hurting yeah Yeah. or making crackling and and also um i can hear what he's saying a little more yeah you know like just really small things but i i really appreciate it because this band I want to turn them up and listen to it and hear what you say. Yeah. Um, Kale, I fully agree with you. I think that it opens so strong and it feels to me, the reason I said that thing about them coming out of the tour van is because it feels to me like some of these songs could have been off Shine a Light, mm. but then they were like road worked or whatever. Mm. Like songs like You Are a Conductor or like uh, Lizaveta, Hotline Operator, like, Pretty much half the record it feels like. It could have been, but it wasn't. And it's like an like a elevated shine hmm That's Can you tell I like this record? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah Draw Us Lines, track one, feels like it's very evident that they have just toured like one of the largest countries in the world, and now they've written a song that kind of like tries to capture the scope of that country. Mm-hmm. It's like a lot of stuff in the lyrics are just like uh, – you know, from this place to this place to the heavens, earth, and seas, let the land move its people. Um, it just feels like just like maximalist Canadiana on display. You know, like it makes me yeah. feel a sense of place about this country that we're in. That, so this is
1: where I agree about the Bruce Springsteen thing yeah, I were right. saying earlier. It's like Bruce Springsteen loves America, but he also can talk about what's wrong with America. Right, yeah. mm-hmm. And those two things can yeah. can, that tension can coexist. Totally. And I feel like these guys are totally that. Like they're just yeah. like, they love Canada, but they're also like, Canada's messed up.
2: And then, and they like, don't, yeah, and then end sure. lined and live in fascination, fascination forever. Like to live in a state of awe and wonder and curiosity is like it's very hopeful and redemptive. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there is also it says also says bad weather, anxiety, and fear. Like there is there is all that cognitive dissonance, you know, and the yeah. pain pleasure ratio aspect is going on in a cool way.
0: Do you guys feel like they're they're playing with? some of the same, like what they're doing in the first record where it's like trust lines, hotline operator to love and fear where it's like, they're kind of still showing us the difference that they can play. Cause those mm-hmm. all feel like very distinct notes, mm-hmm. you know?
1: Yeah. A little bit for sure. A little bit. I think the, I think almost the same thing could be said for this record that there's not really two repeats in this record. Like it's pretty, every song's got its own. Mm-hmm. Uh, temperament and every song has yeah. got its own vibe and it's 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 it really it, to me i i'm surprised this record got such bad reviews because it feels like to me it just feels like everything you'd want for them mm-hmm. you don't want them to make the same record twice but you also don't want them to go too far and make something crazy yeah. so yeah they, they did it <laughs> totally I wanted to point out the way that Bri Webb sings in Hotline Operator. The first time he sings. You're away way
0: and unchainer. You're a hotline operator.
1: You're a way and unchainer. His voice just, ooh. Yes. That buttery gravel. Oh,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. like his version of falsetto but it's not really falsetto
1: i don't know what his voice is just it's like he just wails he just
2: fucking wails his vocals yeah that's a moment where he really puts that his range on display yeah
1: i I view it like his uh, his vocals are like a boxer who's like like basically like lost the fight and then he comes back (laughs) he's like he's beaten to shit uh But then he wins the fight. That's right. his vocals. Yeah. Oh, it's just like I um, love that. That's great. Bloody and bruised and worn out, but still like fighting. I love it. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. his voice so much. Yeah. I Want to kiss him on the lips.
2: <laughs> what about you, Cal? What's your tasty, tastiest moment on this?
0: The end of Gridner's in the last like kind of thirty seconds, like the song. It's kind of like slowly building at the end. There's just like this like. I just love it. It's like like re-listening to the record a bunch. I was like, oh yes, like this is a song. This has been a sleeper song where like this is on the sleepier side of the album. And I am not as like immediately like, Oh yes, this song. Um, And that was a, that was a particularly a delightful treat to kind of dig up from spending time oh, no. with the record again.
1: And this band is a band that will reward you if you listen to it all. Like every song has a part that I like. I'm always like, Oh yeah, right. Cool. This is, this is fresh. Like this is, this is Elevating the song, every every song has a moment like that.
2: Mm-hmm. There's a I was reading the lyrics to this album today, and there's a specific woman's name is mentioned, Cheryl Lynn, and I thought it, I always thought it was a first name like Cheryl Lynn or something, but then reading the lyric sheet, it's like this is a person that they know specifically, and she seems to have like inspired this song <laughs> in a really specific way.
1: Did oh, the like nurse, it? yeah. yeah. So, yeah,
0: did you look into it at all, Dave? Like I, um, I, cu- I couldn't find any information about it.
2: No, like, I didn't. I didn't have time to go quite. The, quite I, I thought too, maybe but.
1: it was someone's mom. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It's a beautiful song. It's nice. Beautiful song. What's your tasty treat? Uh, my tasty Later. treat
2: is um, in the song. Soon enough where we get the line, your gentleman father would pray for a daughter. I see war From room to
0: room
2: Saying women are winning The tournament of hearts Somebody's gotta lose Women are winning The tournament of hearts Somebody's gotta lose and that is just my favorite lyric on this album. And the way Bryce sings it is so soulful. And the Tournament of Hearts is a women's curling tournament sponsored by Scotty's Tissues that you see on TV once a year if you're mm-hmm. a Canadian. And they wrote a song about it. And that just like completely is awesome to me. <laughs> like I would never think to write a song about curling and of specific mm-hmm. curling tournament and some people are winning it and some people gotta lose it and that just captures the essence of constantine's yeah. and what they're about quite well and the whole album the it's whole named album. after that yeah yeah tournament of hearts yeah
0: it's a beautiful that it's such a beautiful and it's such a great title for a record you know like ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay.
2: <sighs> yeah
1: like it's yeah i love it yeah. Uh, my, my, other, my other taste treat is a bit of a vibe shift here guys it's mm. also from soon enough but it's um, about two minutes in there it's again I really do feel like this song could be weaker than song uh, it would be different obviously but there's that break the, the, the little light airy chord uh, two minutes in right like boom it's oh, like this little yeah. breathing moment of just beautiful chords the drums so nice there it, too. yeah but... every, everyone's really subdued and then he you know they, they build back in but uh, that moment every time i'm like oh yeah this
2: part yeah like, and then years from now they will make water from the reservoir yeah that's good
1: I I couldn't decide at first, but then after a while I was like, you know what? Windy Road creeps me out a little bit. And so I just I just I mean there's a great there's there's also the line, Best Get New Dreams. I thought it was best canoe dreams forever. (laughs) Until I read them. I was like, Oh it was very Canadian. Best canoe dreams. Best get new dreams. Yeah, just that one just for me. I just doesn't add anything to the end of the record to me. I just you were a conductor, like you said earlier, Kale, just enter there i would even leave thieves on there because if we're starting a thing where okay we always have one near the end mm-hmm. so we'd have that and then yeah that'd be me but yeah windy
0: road wrote uh, okay i will i'll i'll be short uh Wendy wrote also is what i wrote down i wrote just not into steve lamkey's voice you know like it just it's yeah. and out of the two i actually think thieves is pretty good um and even for a Lampkey. You know, like it's like, but like I'm like, why would you not end your record on "You Are a Conductor"? Like, that's just such a great song. Like that's just like, end it there. Yeah, do you don't do need
2: It's slow, but know. it's punishingly heavy. It's it captures everything that you want from this band. Yeah. So. Um, why would they do it, Dave?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, I I don't know. It's like. Like this guy in the band, he's like, guys, guys, I got a song. I, I wrote a song for us, and they're like,
1: okay, buddy. Like,
2: I feel like it was a concession, you know, maybe, yeah. but uh, I, don't know. I don't know. I don't a concession I don't, like I don't the one that the good players um, And I don't want to like be mean, you know. No, it's, of course not. And one of the no. greatest bands of all time. Like, he's obviously, you know, a great musician, and but it just In the cohesiveness of the albums, like his songs are just, just pull you out of, of the sensibility of it too much. I think. Yeah. 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 So windy road Um, as well. I like windy road, actually. mm, I think it's maybe my favorite Steve Alamkey, Constantine's song. I don't, I don't actually mind the song very much. I think the lyrics are, are quite good. And I, I especially like the lyric where he says, um, you said I had the look of a prairie crow that year. All your friends were married, and it's like, is it like he is just bitter because all his friends have gotten married and now he's alone and he's just uh, like bummed that he can't hang out with his friends anymore and he just looks like a like a black crow like processing all of this like his life is going to be very different now. I don't know
1: just pecking the garbage off the streets
2: i don't mind it uh for me the zero was was thieves Uh, Mm. but i would say especially the on theme especially yes especially the first half the back half instrumentally is quite awesome actually there's some great Mm -hmm. stuff going on with the guitars and stuff um but yeah it's just like and like will's keyboard work at the end is awesome the horns are really great and they bring a lot to the conversation on the song but yeah it's just one of those moments where it's like sorry bud i just i just want i just want bry so that that would be my zero all
1: right let's do let's let's do a snake snake style here why don't you uh why don't you give us your hero too now
2: okay my hero on this album is pretty unequivocally soon enough which is the song mm. that i talked about as a tasty treat uh but the like really strong runners up are you a you're conductor lizaveta and working full time those songs mm. are like very you know very strong for me but soon enough is is mm. the defining song on this album for me excellent choice. somebody's gotta lose i mean it's a, it's
1: a great song yeah so
0: pleasant i think for me like i we talked about it earlier but I think draw Us lines, my hero. Mm-hmm. Like I ranger. just love I just love that song. And I I love the balance it strikes between the their ferocious side and kind of moving into this more contemplative side. And I just love that song. I mean, I, I would argue like if someone's like, hey, what song should I check out from this record? I'd be like, maybe soon enough. That would be one. Or maybe working full time as well. Like I'm, I there's so many like those first five songs are all almost interchangeably be anyone to kind of start with, but yeah. I just feel like God, that song just just kills me. So I'm, yeah. I got I gotta go with uh I gotta go with draws lines. That's a great pick.
1: Yeah, I feel really unoriginal because the top two are those two. Right? <laughs> I feel like those are kind of the obvious ones, but I I, I think Draws Lines because I would argue that like this is the the pinnacle i think this is their best song i, just, mm. I, I absolutely love the it. best song of all I think time yeah 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 for sure and so i don't i can't argue with that <laughs> i mean i know there's songs that, where they do like different things that are cool like you know special awards but this one for me is their best song and i just i i've never been sick every time i hear this song i get like just you
2: know, get amped. i'm
1: like yeah. here we go let's get in the mosh
2: pit yeah, totally. leave me away
1: versus album who wins is it shine a light or tournament of hearts you Now, stars off gale
0: i am so conflicted because i feel like tournament of hearts to me is like it has been my favorite constantine's record and yet when i listen to shine a light i'm like this is i can see why people think of this as the defining cons record because it kind of has the punk mixed with kind of the forward blues elements like it's kind of all there but in this kind of volatile mix and it's just a bit stronger also has a bit more songs because like i think yeah. like the second half of terminal hearts just is weaker than i remembered because i think when i think of that record i think of the first six tracks and i forget about the last four and like obviously your conductor's amazing um mm-hmm. but just like the like the last half is just not as strong um and and so i think i got go shine a light. Actually, I think I gotta I I go Shine a Light. Like, if I'm if I'm thinking of like the defining cons record, I think I would still have to give up to that one. Although I'd say for me yeah. personally, my personal favorite is still Tournament of Hearts.
1: But that's confusing. Yeah.
0: It's a
2: very um, on the fence answer, Kel.
0: It's very yeah, on. the I fence. mean, no
1: one's gonna. <laughs> I I hear what you're saying, and I just I still think I think both records have like weak moments, but I I think Tournament of Hearts is just. I like the way they changed everything, even though it was slight changes. I like the I – and mean, when we call it more polished, we're talking about a little bit more polish. Oh, yeah. It's not Just like they want to do a studio and auto-tune or something yeah. like that. And I think it worked really well. I think it, it was like – it was like, you know, it was like taking – um, was that movie where they – what's that movie where she takes off the glasses and she's hot in the 90s? She's all she's that. She's all that. I knew <laughs> she would know. It's like she's all that. Yeah, she Reyna. took off the glasses, and all, that. and the jock is like, "Oh, she's hot." That's how I feel this record. They took off the glasses; <laughs> and it worked too, like look good. It just, I love. Oh,
2: what an obscure analogy, um, Lucas. I love that. I don't know. Yeah. That's, a, yeah, that's
1: don't know, great. Welcome to my brain. Oh. It's torture. Um, that's why I love of so the
2: show because you just say random <laughs> wonderful shit like that all the time. It's great.
1: Oh, you're so sweet. You're my favorite guest. Um, tiebreaker break the tie
2: okay so what i did to decide between these because i feel so in- endeared to both of these records is i took track one and pitted them against each other and i chose oh, wow. dross lines wins for me over national hum by a little bit like it's a very tough one and then for track twos shine a light beats hotline operator Track three, Nighttime Anytime beats Love and Fear. That's no contest. Insectivora versus Lizaveta. Lizaveta wins by quite a lot. So I did that Oof. for every song. Soon Enough beats Young Lions. Sorry, Kale, but Soon Enough just... Okay. Tough call, though. That's a tough call. Working Full Time yeah. wins. Onto You wins. Poison wins. You're Conductor wins. Tiger and Crane wins. Five and five is the score. So they have an equal number of songs when I pitted them against them. And then the last two tracks, 11 and 12, there's no ability to compare because uh tournament of hearts is shorter. So five versus five, it's an even split, but I have to just like going with my gut and like the emotional response that I have to them. I like tournament of hearts better. I think if I had to choose, I just feel more wow. endeared to it. Um,
1: you, you 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 like correctly i like what you like correctly you you do it correctly
2: i do it correctly okay yeah
1: with my yeah, soul I don't know if that makes sense. my soul and with my heart yes <laughs> yeah and, but it's a really the choice tough you make call
2: shine a the light way? just kicks ass and it, it really is like what mood am i in right now do i feel like pissed and angry i'm gonna put on shine a light if i feel like Things are kind of pleasant, and it's a sunny day. Uh, Tournament of mm. Hearts is a nicer, like, uh, thematic fit for those moods. So yeah. it's kind of a matter of like how you're feeling on that day, which one's going to hit for you. What are you, what are
0: you oh boy, um, you know right now. I'm going to make mine a book because of our, you know, especially when needed to have Dave on. Um, I'm reading
2: Rabbit Run by John Updike for the first time.
0: I'm embarrassed.
2: And, this, I've, well, I'm, I am and I'm not. I've never read any John Updike. We once had the, we, we interviewed the president of the John Updike Society on a live episode we did at a conference in like 2017. And I was like, Sorry to admit this but I've never read any John Updike. <laughs> what should That's I start great. with? To the
0: President. Yeah. <laughs> this John Updike society? Yeah, That's yeah. Great.
2: Yeah. But I I mean The Rabbit's Trilogy seems like it's great. I should check it out at some point. Are right, on the first yeah, one? Yeah,
0: it's I'm just reading the first one and it's interesting to read being like a new father and older cuz he's like I think mm-hmm. the character is like 24, 25. Um, and just basically decides to up and leave his, his young family out of the blue. It's just mm-hmm. like, I'm done. And, and there's just so many paragraphs that are just beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's very descriptive in a way. Like he wrote it in the sixties. So it's like, like sometimes the language, like, or the metaphors he uses are like very like, Oh wow. Like a lot, but like, they really seem to land and it actually does flow up, well, but it's like a, it's like a read you could, like, you really got to spend your time with it to kind of like you know get the juice um mm. from what he's talking about but it's it's really good i'm i'm enjoying it it's uh it feels like the right time i was wanting something a little bit something i could stick my teeth into a bit so um so yeah i'm vibing nice. vibing john up dyke's rabbit run it's good sweet
1: um so i'm i what i'm vibing right now is a i go into the graphic novel section at the library sometimes oh, cool, yeah. and i just kind of just grab whatever it looks good and i kept seeing this series called something is killing the children which it just sounds so dumb to me <laughs> but then i was about eight pages into book one and i just like i was like okay hey, i put like two three four on hold and then i got them oh. and they're great it's just a great Wait, really? world uh scary but like fun and it's been picked up by Netflix, but that'll probably suck. But, you know, there's always that little hope that they get it right. But, yeah, I read this graphic novel series called Something is Killing the Children. And it is by um, James Tinian, uh, Mikel Muerto, which sounds like fake. I'm like, really? Your name's Mikel Death? Yeah, I totally. And uh, Werther de, de Dera. So the three of them Werther. worked on the, some other projects together I'd never heard of, but I – thoroughly enjoyed it it is it's like really gory and really character-based right. like character-based kind of action mystery i love cool it. That's awesome. highly recommend that sounds wicked nice
2: do i just get one like man that's tough to isolate one thing i guess the thing that's I'm, kind
1: of the rules I'm kind just of go most... with your heart
2: then hyped on in the world right now is that uh season three of i think you should leave with tim robinson just got announced <laughs> I thought oh that is that. good and At it's coming that is like, great on may 30th which is like not that far away ah, and just in time for my wife's birthday oh yeah she'll love that for a present yeah rachel does not yeah. love all of tim robinson's uh comedic stylings she likes some of them but
1: i think he, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's hit or miss for everyone, but no, I, I'm totally with
2: you there. That's so exciting. There are two sketches that seem like they've been spoiled for season three, like like as preview ones. Have you guys seen these? One is he's the manager of a, of a professional skateboard team, and he's talking about his team. You guys seen this?
1: Oh, that was the one, yeah. I thought that was an old
2: one, maybe. It seems like maybe, but it also seems like it could be a season three sketch. I don't know. Yeah, he's just talking thing. about how bad all the people are on a skate Every team. Every guy on the team is a bad person. What a time. What a that time was, to be alive. That was lovely to talk so to you guys about this band. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate uh yeah, it was to great, come on and I'm so glad on we did show this show with you. It's wonderful. Love your work. Thanks for coming on, Dave. Keep it going.
1: Like and subscribe like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Welcome to my brain. It's oh. torture. Um,
2: That's why I love so the show because he's say random wonderful (laughs) shit like that all the time it's great
1: oh you're so sweet (sighs)